Welcome to Tapeworm Transmissions. Stuff a little bit yeah do you need more maybe a, a little more just a little bit <clears throat> try that hello hello a little bit more sure yeah that's sh that should be good okay. that should be good so we had these uh two friends that came to the room and uh we were gonna have them smoke some d or salvia yeah and the the, the first friend hit it and like so this guy always wears a hat, you know, like he freaks out if he doesn't have his hat on. <laughs> always has the hat on. It's like a staple, you know. It may as well be stapled to his head, you know. So we uh we have him do it and he's like sitting down like up against the wall and he has his hat on backwards and he like hits it. And then like, you know, it, it hits you so fast, it hits you in like seconds, thirty right. seconds, you're like already like flying. And he, like, leans back and his hat falls off. He doesn't even react to it. And we all just start dying laughing. <laughs> he's, like, laughing. Like, he's having a great time on this. Like, probably the only one of the only people I've ever seen really enjoy it. He was, yeah. like, holy shit, you know, like, just laughing hysterically. We were all dying laughing. It was such a great time. It's so funny. And so then we had the other friend do it. And he had quite the opposite experience. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Puking. He didn't, he didn't puke. Awful. But he he got up, and this was like the really low strength. You know, they, it came between like five and like a hundred right. x. You know, yeah. oh this, god, this was like, this was like ten x. This is like really low. <laughs> and it got crazy. Like I never uh, did the crazy shit. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Too much. Too much. Too much synthetic. Is it even? Is it synthetic or is it real? It's real. It's, it's actually actual. from a plant. Yes, yeah, yeah. so, salvia. I don't know. It starts with the next part of it. Starts with a D, but it's a real plant. Ugh. 100x. <laughs> we have to like go through like a whole dehydration process and stuff like that. All right. Yeah. So and you th could get your own if you wanted to. Grow yeah, and it, I think the plant is actually it. legal to to own. All right. Yeah. You just can't sell it, distribute it. Yeah, you can't sell it and distribute <laughs> no it. No more gas stations. Or make. Yeah, no more gas <laughs> stations. Sketchy gas stations or Isn't smoke that shops. crazy that that was legal? <laughs> it was for a hot minute, like bath salts, and then they just like took it away because everyone was freaking out. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> bath salts. <laughs> oh my god that was fun i never tried that though <laughs> yeah no me neither <laughs> no like that but yeah this guy started freaking out he like stood up and he was like pointing at his friend and he was like walking outside my room and he was like he closed the door and he was like peeking through like the door like the cracking door a little bit peeking oh through god. and then like closing it and he did that you know it was like doing this like back and forth for like just, you know like, 10 minutes tweaking out just tweaking out <laughs> and we're just like whoa dude like you okay right. making sure he's not doing anything crazy yeah he finally came down and uh he, he survived was, like, he survived and like he he remembered like he thought he was talking to us the whole time oh man and he didn't say a single word <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> what, what reality was he in? Because uh, you weren't talking, boy. Yeah, right. It's like I remember saying this. Like, no, you didn't. You didn't say that at all. <laughs> you were just sitting there. You didn't say anything. That's well, so funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good story. Well, we're here with uh, 
Kyle from Braintenna. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining me, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks for the invite. This I'm is, excited. Me too. This is good. I like this a lot. Totally. Wow. We were just, uh, before the podcast started, we were just exchanging uh, <laughs> hilarious drug stories. Yes. Fun drug stories. <laughs> plenty drug stories. Those are the best stories, though. Do you have any? You have any good ones? Oh, I got plenty. You want to piggyback uh, off of that one? Oh my God, Sylvia! One. Yeah. The, well, like we were saying before, I think those. No, two times. The first time I did Sylvia was, uh, I was like I said, I was watching Seinfeld, <laughs> and George tripped me out a little bit because I remember was watching Seinfeld and George on there just, but like everything was all blah, blah, like wavy sounding, and then it came down. I'm like, yeah, I don't want this anymore. And actually, I sold it to a guy. I forget to mention a guy I worked with. I used to work at a pool cue place, like uh, <laughs> like uh, sanding pool cues and like waxing them up and looking nice and everything. And like some, uh, it's like this guy was like fifty years old. We got him from one of those like um, uh, what was it like um, where they you can hire somebody on the spot. I forget what it's called. And uh, so we came in. It was like a second day there, and we're like, this guy's probably not gonna last too long. So I'm like, hey, you want some Sylvia? <laughs> like a temp agency? Yeah, temp agency. I can't believe I forgot that word. Yep, temp agency. And uh, so I gave it to him, and he's he's like, yeah, I don't really have a place to live. I, li- I live at the YMCA and stuff, and there's all these, like, needles everywhere, and it's all sketchy. And I'm like, well, I got Salvia. Here you go. <laughs> so he just took it. He's like, I ne- he never tried it before. The next day, he's like, yeah, I threw that stuff out, man. Like, what the hell was that shit? He's like, uh, I don't know. I, I tried it, too. It was awful. <laughs> he got yeah. all mad. I'm like, I don't know. So then the second time, I was at my uh, band practice in the city, and uh, the bass player just handed me a bowl i thought it what it what it usually was just cannabis some delicious cannabis and uh yeah i took a hit and everything got all weird again it's like this is not what i thought it was your tongue falling out the bottom of oh, your mouth oh god and it hit right away and luckily i'd taken mushrooms plenty of times so i knew like the effect of like something is not right yeah so then i walked outside to my car and drank i remember it was a blue gatorade and just like trying to talk myself out of it and just calm down for like 10 minutes and uh yeah and i will never do salvia again unless <laughs> i have no idea that i'm doing it and then i'll i'll be screwed so yeah, not on your own free will no i'm yeah. i'm done with that yeah. i'm usually like yeah i'm all natural and like plant-based everything besides salvia so <laughs> it's pretty horrifying <laughs> and like the yeah and there's a lot of similarities between everyone between everyone's experiences there's also a lot of crazy differences right. between everyone's experience with it. Like, yeah, people say all types of crazy shit. Yeah, I would never recommend it to anybody because you can't really do anything besides just like sit back and wait till it's over. It's hard to talk too. Like you're like, <laughs> like what does it do to you for you not to be able to talk? I actually oh, have man. a uh, uh, a sketchbook that I would draw on like different drugs on oh, i tried to sweet. draw on salvia and it was oh, fucking man. horrible I'll, I'll sleep it's in my backpack i can see if i show you later that'd be cool yeah i want to see that or maybe no actually i think it's at home i put the because that's super old i had to have that in high school when i was like you know doing all that shit doing, yeah. <laughs> when you had time and yeah you can just do like go to someone's house sleep over right just do something <laughs> do some mushrooms whatever fun stuff but yeah other drug stories uh plenty of drug stories <laughs> Uh, what was it? Like I said, done mushrooms plenty of times. Had one bad trip, just because I was stuck in the back of a car for like a good amount of time. Yeah, that's and that's harsh. not a good time to like do shrooms. And it wasn't even that much. Like we, what was it? We split. 
We split an eighth between three people. So like 3.5 between, so we each got like a gram. And like, I don't know if I got like the strongest stem or something, but like it knocked me out of the water. And uh, like I said, we were in my buddy's car in the back. We went to, I remember we went to a Taco Bell and my other friends show up and they open the back door and they look inside. They're like, whoa, what's up with Kyle? And I just remember looking over (laughs) all slow, like, huh? And And then like time goes by. And then uh, we end up at my par- at my house, my parents' house. It was, like, nighttime by this time. And I think in between, we were, like, stopping at a friend's house, and I was just, like, out of it. And they're just like, whoa, he's tripping out in the back. So we finally get to my parents' house, stop. My buddy is driving. There's a his friend, our friend, in the front seat, and I'm in the back. And I just remember, like, getting up, reaching over to her in the passenger seat and, like, touching on the shoulder. And then coming back and then doing it like three times. And they're like, oh, Kyle, what are you doing? And they're like, do you want to go to your girlfriend's house? I'm like, no. And they kept on asking questions. I kept on saying no. And then I just get out of the car and run them to my house. And they're like, what the hell? And then I run upstairs, I remember, go in the bedroom, put the blanket over my head. And then all of a sudden, like, I snap out of it. I don't know how long I was under the blanket for, but I snap out of it. I'm like, what? Where, where am I? Like, oh my god, okay. So then I call because I lost my phone, my cell phone. I call my buddy's phone from the house. I'm like, dude, like, where's my phone? Where's everything? He's like, I don't know. You just got out of the car and like took off. So we left, and like your phone's, I think, in my car. And then the next day, my mom's like, yeah, who was up in your room with you last night? I was like, nobody. She's like, well, you were talking to somebody up there. Like, uh, <laughs> I was just on mushrooms. I don't know. That's pretty hilarious. That was so. That was like a pretty bad experience. But every other time was awesome. Just having fun, watching TV, laughing, yeah. goofing around. So it's, and it's a good mental reset. Like with all the stress and everything. Like just, I never did like a ton of it to where I'm just out of my mind. But at least like you know a gram, maybe a gram and a half to like feel it a little buzz and just yeah. like when you come down you're like oh, okay what was i stressed out about and like yeah. just it's a good reset for a few months just laughing your ass off yeah i mean the first time me and my wife we were dating at that time we were watching like all these cartoons like bobby's world and just like stupid stuff that <laughs> i would watch when i was a kid and just like laugh my ass off <laughs> so fun <laughs> you ever seen uh, don't hug me i'm scared <laughs> no it's pretty good is it a cartoon animated or is it just it's uh it's like puppets oh my god and it's uh it's it's very (laughs) deceiving it very comes off as like a children's thing but you really have to like wait for things to start like unfolding and it gets really (laughs) fucking crazy and really fucked up what is it called i gotta don't hug me i'm scared don't hug me i'm scared all right yeah i'll check this out and uh yeah it's it's pretty damn good (laughs) nice I'll check it out. Uh, we, I watched that for the first time while I was on another planet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what am I watching? You know, at first, like oh, it was just like you'll you'll see what I'm talking about when you see it because it looks like a child thing, but yeah. it's really it's really not a child thing. It's like it's pretty fucked. It's up. pretty adult humor, like five minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they they released the episodes like years apart. There's only like six episodes, and they oh. released them like it's like a YouTube thing. Oh, it's on YouTube. All right. Yeah. Sweet. But they're coming out with a TV show in Australia really? for it for children. Oh, <laughs> so I don't know what, what I don't know how they're gonna like get away with yeah. it for actual children. But it's like super fucking weird, super trippy. Trippy for kids. Yeah, oh. trippy for kids. <laughs> Australians are so lucky. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. But yeah, other than that, 
uh, DMT a few times. That was pretty cool. Not really because it was like one of those moments where, you know, where it's like, actually, I felt like a life or like a near death experience where like my heartbeat started going so fast. And then I just like calmed myself down through like meditation practices I did. Luckily, I had that experience before that. And uh, everything just went like really in my ears. I closed my eyes and then I saw a bunch of like um, those geometric shapes. But it was all like fall colors, like like fall green and orange and brown and like and I ne- I hate fall. So I'm like, why the hell am I seeing these? like I would love to see bright green and yellow and blue colors like like I would imagine like something or some colors I never seen before. But like fall, like what the hell? It's but like I was like in that realm for like a little bit. And I remember my buddy, his wife was like, Are you still breathing? Because <laughs> I, I was just sitting against the couch, just like so quiet and so calm, but in my mind, just tripping the fuck out. And uh, I was like, "Yep, I'm fine, just like hanging out." And he's like, "Don't disrupt him. He's he's somewhere else." He's in <laughs> and, the zone. <laughs> like, I never got to that point where you like catapult to an, like another dimension and you talk to aliens and stuff. Like, I I never made it that far because to where I got to was pretty scary enough. And for me to, like, completely let go, it was probably where I felt like I would have, like, died just yeah. to, like, go beyond, you know, that void. So, like, I tried it a few times after that. I think twice, maybe even the same night. And then, like, a few nights later, because he, he got a bunch. My buddy got a bunch. So he's like, you got to come back. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do it a few more times. And then one time it just got too overwhelming again. And I was able to like talk myself out of it before I like, kicked in in that one realm I saw where all the fall colors. So like I liked it because I could get myself out of it if I didn't want to do it anymore. But if I was all in, it would only lasted like 10 minutes, but yeah. it's so intense. And like, I'm the kind of guy where I'm like, you know, I want the best quality at the best time, like the fastest time, fastest quality. And that's what DMT is. You know, you're not tripping balls like 24 hours on LSD and seeing crazy shit. You're doing no. it for 10 minutes and you're seeing crazy shit. Yeah, it's literally so. like you fucking shoot up like a, <laughs> like a rocket. Yeah, it's you're there and you're back. And then you it's come like, back oh, down, yeah. I can go back to work. All right. Just like. LSD is like you got to like orbit the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then come back. 365 and then you're finally back. Like, oh my God. I've never, well, I, I shouldn't say I never tried LSD because I, we tried, we got it when I was younger. And I made the mistake, I don't know if you've ever done this, I heard that this happened, but I never knew it actually would happen, where you touch it and it seeps into your pores and you actually, like, you start feeling it. Mm-hmm. I actually did that because this guy put it in aluminum foil. I'm like, I don't know. And actually, I nudged it and I started feeling, like, pretty goofy, like, that night, but, like, not, like, tripping out. Yeah. And then the next day, we all took our pieces and went to the Spring Hill Mall for some stupid-ass reason. <laughs> it started kicking in. But it never got to, like, too crazy where you're tripping out for hours and stuff. But, like, I started feeling really weird. And after that, I'm like, eh, I don't – with all the stories. And then after that, I'm like, I don't think I really want to do this anymore. So It takes a yeah. lot out of me. When I've, I've, I've done it a couple times. It's a good time. I, that was when I watched the Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. I was tripping <laughs> on uh, LSD. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. But, yeah, it definitely lasts a long time. Yeah. And I've never done more than one at one time. You know, I have known people that, like, take a lot of it at once. And it's right. Like, Jesus Christ. You hear they're up for, like, two days straight or something, like, still seeing stuff. It's like, ah, 
I don't know. Yeah. I got I got stuff to do. I mean, I'm down for like a night experience, but not for like two days or a weekend. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all about time. I got a pretty crazy story. Uh, Are you familiar with Electric Forests? Yeah. The uh, the concert or the festival? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bass Nectar. He plays there pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. I went there the first year. It was actually Electric Forest before it was just Rothberry. Okay. And uh, Bass Nectar was headlining uh, the Saturday night. It was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And he was headlining uh, Saturday night. Or maybe it was Friday night. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, We ate some some mushrooms. We're having a great time. Bass Nectar's just dropping it hard as fuck. Yeah. And we're, because this is like a while ago, 2011, you know, this was like some old school shit. (laughs) So we're like, we're just popping off, like having a great time. Like we had never been to anything like that before. Like I had just graduated like in 2010. Oh yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like, whoa, I've never been to something like that either. Like a three day fest or something. It was was pretty fucking wild. Yeah. And so there's this naked guy, right? Of course. (laughs) Within arm's reach of me. (laughs) And, uh... You know, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't care. You know, he's a naked guy. Yeah. He's over there, whatever. He's doing his thing. Like, right. I, I'm not like, whatever. But he starts like trying to like weasel his way through people, right? <laughs> and people are kind of like, yo, dude, like, you got to back off. Like, you can't be, yeah. you can't be uh, doing that. Like, rubbing you, up on people. Like, you could be naked at a music festival, but yeah. it only takes you so far, you know? That's when you social distance is right. naked at a music festival. <laughs> yeah, unless you're around <laughs> other naked people. It's just an orgy. But yeah, yeah. yeah, then it's just horsey. <laughs> so, so people are getting like, you know, getting mad at him and telling him to like, this guy's not there. You know, he's like pretty fucked up. <laughs> and so they're like telling him like, yo, dude, you got to get out of here. Like, you can't be doing that. Yeah. And so he jumps on this dude's back. <laughs> like he freaks out and he jumps on this dude's back. And luckily, you know, oh like. Oh my God. This guy took it in very good stride because yeah, not everyone would really appreciate a naked oh, guy no. jumping on them. His you know, balls on your back, you gotta. <laughs> yeah, you know, body. Well, you don't want to body slam him, then you're on top of a naked guy. Yeah, luckily nobody beat this guy up. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, after he jumped on it, you know, they pulled him off, and he was like, everyone was like, "Yo, dude, you got to get the fuck out of here!" Like right. they were like, people were getting really pissed off now. Like yeah, it was moments before him getting beat up and swarm. And, like, this is all happening within, like, an arm's reach of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm seeing this all happen, and Bass Nectar's, like, just throwing down in the background. I can't even, like, listen to it, you know? Oh it's, like, God. it's just so fucking crazy. And I'm still out of my mind, too, watching this all happen. And the Bass dude has so the craziest look in his eyes, and he collapses to the floor, and he just starts beating off. Oh. <laughs> Everyone jumps back, you know, like, another, like, three feet. It was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, we got to get the fuck, oh like, we got to get this God. guy out of here. You know, they, like, flag down what a paramedics twist. and they let the paramedic <laughs> security, like, take the guy out. But he was just like, yeah, oh like, God. and the fucking look in his face. Like, I'll never forget that, man. Like, <laughs> could just... you imagine he looks at you and goes, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Drops and starts beating. Ah, if he said my, my name? name. Oh, my God. Telepathy. That would be really fucking wild. <laughs> or you just, like, you think he says that because you're tripping out? God. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's, got, that's horrible. I got another pretty crazy uh, story, too, if you want to hear it. I got two more. I don't have to tell them right now. We can come back to it. Sure. We could. Let's do them in between the, the conversations to spread out the funny stories. All right. <laughs> Noland. Ugh. 
Drop trow. So yeah, Brantena. Yes. <laughs> Back to the music part of the conversation. We can segue from that because you were talking about some meditative things on the DMT, and you had yeah. mentioned before the podcast, or maybe at the beginning of it, about that's how not the DMT part, but the <clears throat> meditative state is how you got through the or uh, came up with the Brantena name. Yeah, the name of it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was. I remember this was probably like six years ago. I was at work. I don't know if you ever heard the show uh, Coast to Coast AM, where it's all like aliens and stuff like that. Yeah. George Norrie and stuff. <laughs> I used to listen to that all the time when I was working because it was on YouTube before they like they took it all down. Um, of course. And on this one episode, this one lady came on um, and she was talking about like meditation and like astral projection and all this like like uh was it like new age type not probably not new age but it's like in that realm of like the new stuff everyone's doing and um and she was saying how they do meditations with um these courses that they take with frequencies and like sound waves and i was like whoa like that's pretty sweet because i've always been trying to meditate at that time like could never just sit there for like an hour and like try to do something is it like isochronic tones or iso yeah it's like binary binarial beats like okay. pretty much like that okay and like but this is like professionally done, like at an institute. So I'm like, hell yeah, I want to check this stuff out. So I went to their website. It's called the Monroe Institute out of, um, I think it's Virginia. And um, so I studied like their whole website. And pretty much this guy named Robert Monroe in the 70s worked at a radio, like a radio station. And I don't know how he figured this all out, but he was able to figure out the frequencies to help like uh, level your meditation like level it up without like just sitting there for hours so like you listen to these frequencies and you get to a meditative state within minutes rather than hours and um when he did all these experiences and experiments he had like some like out of body experiences when he was doing this and like all these stories are on the website and stuff so i'm like dude i gotta take one of these classes or like these courses because like i hated at that time i was done like going to vacations and just like getting wasted on a beach and like just wasting my time on vacation so i wanted to like go on vacation but experience something like really cool and i was like dude like i would love to go to virginia or wherever this place was for a whole week and you get to like crash there and you pretty much like detox and eat like healthy clean food and you meditate the whole time and by the end of the week you're like you know elevated <laughs> pretty much from meditating and just like feeling better about yourself and like cleansing from all the negative energy and crap so luckily I didn't have to go to Virginia the first time because um, some of the teachers you, that you can like study at the Institute and like go back home and like teach this in your local area. Luckily, some of the people lived in like Wilmot or something. So okay. they had the course in Woodstock of all places at this. Um, it's like outskirts of Woodstock. And I think it used to be, I don't maybe it's something like some church or like for the nuns or something like that. And so it's like a dorm room kind of and a cafeteria. And then you can, uh, there's like a big walk area like out back and they grow their own food there and stuff. And it's kind of like a little nature reserve place. And so I signed up for like a five day course there. And um, it was pretty much eight hours a day. You're listening to these frequencies and like meditating for like eight hours. Do like morning, then you like, you all gather and, like, they have this whole course laid out. So, like, by the end of the week, you're at, like, this crazy level of, like, meditation where you can just, like, snap into it and just meditate when you want. And um, so, yeah, the eight hours a day doing that and just, like, kind of just 
walking around this really nice nature place. It was May, so it was like beautiful out, perfect weather. And uh, towards the end, I was actually able to astral project like one oh, night. Shit. It was crazy. It was like four days in, so like, I, you know, I didn't smoke at all. I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go sober. I'm going to detox like crazy and just eat all the healthy food and just like go all in like as natural as possible. So it was like the fourth day and I was already like, by the time, like two days in, you're like buzzing just because like you learn how to like calm your body. And they they say like mind awake, body asleep. And it just like your mind doesn't think about anything besides like internal, internal thoughts. So like you have an intention and then you just like you let mind go and whatever information comes in is like kind of the stuff you receive whether it's your higher self or whatever. And uh, by that time, four days in, I was able to astral project. And I, like when I was doing it, I felt like this weight lift off my body. And then all of a sudden, like I didn't feel myself raise up, but then like I visually saw like, like everything was super pixelated and black and white for some reason, black and white. And I left my room. And as I left the room into the hallway, I saw someone else zip by like another astral projection, like body fly by. Cause there was like 10 of us all doing this in different rooms. And I go into the room where I knew they're like where the instructors were and where they control like everyone's headphones and what everybody hears. I never actually like saw inside the room, but I knew like that was their room. And like the astral projection body of me goes in there, sees the guy at the, the mixing board doing stuff, sees his wife, the other instructor looking out the window. And then the other instructor is sitting on the bed, like reading a book like I could see all this like pretty visually but it's still like black and white pixelated come back and then everyone like you know stops our meditation we all go into the room where we all meet and talk about like what we saw and I told them the whole thing I'm like yeah like I actually had out of body experience and like I saw somebody zip by and some other lady like a few seats down was like that was probably me like I <laughs> I had out of body experience too I'm like okay I saw her and then she's like, I saw you guys in the room and he was sitting at the mixer messing with stuff. And she, you were looking out the window and you were at the bed and they're all like, yeah, that's what we were all doing. Like, that's pretty weird that, you know, like detail of what we were doing because they, they could have been doing anything else in that room. And like for them to actually be doing all of that, it's like pretty crazy. So yeah. like, OK, like that was pretty nuts. So like the whole experience, like the whole week ended, everything was awesome i was able to meditate and like just do everything i wanted to do and really like focus on my intentions like to whatever i wanted to do so then i come home that day i was with the gr- a girlfriend at that time and um i wanted to show her like all the stuff i was doing and like on their website you can download all these um like mp3s or cds of like these courses i was taking so i downloaded a few there so i can continue the stuff like after the the program I was like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Like, let's do an hour of this, whatever meditation. She's like, all right. And like, since I hadn't smoked for a week, I took a, a hitter of like a cigarette hitter and like one little hit, you know, I'm gone just cause like I hadn't smoked in a while. Right. So I took the hit. We do the meditation like two minutes in, I'm guaranteed it was cause of the, the weed too. All of a sudden it just goes poof, like everything was black. And then it goes like, it hits like in those movies where a wormhole where you're like, it's oops, sorry, it's Very moving good. around like really quick. And like, it looks like you're going through like crazy shit. Like this was visually what I was seeing, like a movie screen and I'm just, and then all of a sudden it, it goes up like a projection, like every, you know, 360 view. If I turn my head, I could see everything. And all of a sudden I see, I have a picture of my phone on my Instagram 
on Brain Tender's Instagram because I had an artist design this for what I saw. And it was this massive brain with this glass dome over it with an antenna on top. And it was, it was like getting like, 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 like bolts, like lightning bolts or something like that. Like pretty much like reception, like from a, an antenna. And I was like, holy shit. Like what the <laughs> fuck am I seeing? And I was like, this is the craziest shit. So like at that time, like I saw that vision and then I just like put it together, like brain antenna. Like what the fuck does that mean? And like, I just had this like idea in my head for like a day or two. And I remember like, I remember the instructor um, from the Monroe Institute, he would say, the guy would say like, all you have to do is like your brain is like a radio and to like elevate your, your mind and your frequencies, you just turn the channel like on a radio, like you're raising your frequency higher or lower, like on the FM station. And I was like, brain antenna, like, like you're receiving information from your brain and your brain's an antenna. And usually like when I'm meditating, I'm not thinking about stuff like information's like coming in from somewhere. And I'm like, I never would have thought of that idea. Or at that time I was in a band and I heard all my band's music in like piano and have never played piano in my life. Like can never play it now even. Don't even know like what notes are, the notes are on there. And I heard like all the music in piano. So like I heard like all this crazy shit that I never really would have been able to do like on my own if I'm mentally focused. But when I let go, that's when I heard and received like information and like hearing stuff. So I'm like, that's got to be something. So that's pretty much where brain tenda came from is just this frequency meditation and visually seeing the image. And then I just put the name together. I was like, all right, <laughs> this that's is pretty wild. This is brain tenda. But here, let me show you the picture. Okay. Just so like you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Obviously, anybody on the podca- podcast can... Uh, Go to Instagram, type in Brain Tana. If you scroll all the way down towards like the beginning of where I start posting, this was I posted this in 2016, so probably saw this maybe 2015. And like so, like it was it was a while ago, you know, six years ago now probably. But like just seeing that, I had to have somebody design it and design what I visually saw. And like that's pretty much where it all started from. And now I I use that artist all the time for my album art and everything. Just kind of keep it all like super detailed. What's what's that artist's name? His name is uh, Sean Alum. He goes by the name Elo Project. And it's like super like geometric shapes. And like he's, you know, he's done a bunch of stuff too. So he's psychedelics and everything so he's in that whole realm as well cool but uh yeah awesome awesome artist that is a pretty incredible story to come up with that where uh were you already working on music did you already have like like the idea of like a project wanting to be there and then that just fell right on top of it or did that spark you starting to do the music for it i think at that time i it was towards the end. I guess it was towards the end of when the band I was in, like we were still doing stuff, but like, I still felt like I was still getting that impression. Like, Oh, you're just the drummer. Like you can't write anything. Like you're just the drummer. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> just to prove you wrong type thing. Like I'm going to start my own or just write my own stuff. So like I had the back of my mind, like I was going to start my own project at some point. And I don't know. It all kind of just fell into place. Like when that band ended, you know, people moved around or whatever. And then I was like, I guess I need my own project. Then uh, that kind of fell into place. 
I was just like, well, I have this idea, so let me just start messing around with ideas in GarageBand, which is all I did. Tried to learn like the notes on the keyboard, so I knew like how to write in key, and like just have all these ideas, and pretty much just used my iPad with GarageBand, and because it kind of tells you in GarageBand like what notes you could play in the key. Yeah. So like it's super easy. So I'm like, all right, I just had like basic ideas, programmed them all. Then actually, I gave the ideas to Steve Simonji. He was the first guitar player in Braintenna, and he like he wrote everything out was able to play it all and like he helped me out with so much with my first album so like the first album of brain tenna is more like instrumental like rock Mm -hmm. and uh try to have some like samples in there like different electronic elements in in a way yeah yeah definitely hear that most of that the old stuff i actually the old the first album is based off of all the chakras in your body since like at that time i was still like pretty heavy into like you know my chakras and meditation and trying to stay balanced so like it goes like seven songs, all seven chakras. Each song is written in the key of that chakra that it's tuned to. So like your root chakra is like supposedly tuned to like the key of C, I think it was. I, I got to double check that. But like, so I'd, I would write to the chakra to that key. That's pretty wild. And then try to keep it in that key. I don't know if I did it correctly the whole time because I, <laughs> I still didn't know how to like make sure all the notes sounded great and everything. But with Steve and the producer at that time, they really helped me out accomplishing those seven songs that's awesome so like it was a good start for me to like i can do this i can write my own music i kind of know where i want to go it was a good start but now with this new stuff with working with jay producer in nashville and stuff it's like it's like all right this is my sound like i finally found my sound after years of trying to get this down on top of you know just life like getting married and having a baby in between art music and stuff so i'm like yeah after all this time finally i'm where i feel like i'm like all right this is it this is where we are that's what's up i mean all the songs that i've heard i don't think i've heard everything that you Mm -hmm. have i don't know if i've heard the whole first album yeah it's that's on spotify i never really promoted it to like it's out there i try to just share with people but like for me, I was like, yeah, it's good, but it's not like good enough to throw a bunch of money at to like market and promote to. So I'm like, I feel like I had to have seen you guys play at Cairo, though. I don't think I played that night. Okay, but I think you. Defin- had, I had a TV. I don't know if I remember seeing a band with a TV playing all these like weird movies that was like psychedelic kind of movies. Maybe because you would have played with Phantoms and Pestilence, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I don't know. I went to a lot of their shows, so I may have seen you guys. Probably. With Steve playing guitar. Steve, yeah, Steve was playing. And then another show, another guy, Alex, he was on the keyboards just because I didn't want to play, like, like the sample pad as, like, synth. I wanted someone to actually, like, play, like, the synthetic bass parts, synth parts. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I had so many people, like, help me out with this project, like Steve, Alex, Jay, Mario from Substrate. He's yeah. an amazing singer. He sang on two of the new songs. I'd love to show you afterwards. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's been on the podcast, actually. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, Substrate, they did their uh, That's podcast awesome. with me. I think yeah. number seven. He's a awesome singer. So, like, I've really got good. amazing people just helping me out and just, like, helping me figure out where I want to go with this. That's super awesome. Yeah. How long have you been playing drums for? Uh, I remember trying when I was, like, maybe, like, 12 because my uncle played so like it's in the family like music is all in the family and always drummers too and uh (laughs) like christmas time he'd be like 
I'd have my drum set and you come down and start playing. I'm like, wow, like get all inspired. Like I want to be that good someday. And then started taking lessons, kind of fell off. And then I was like, I think I was like 15. I'm like, you know what? I'm done playing sports. Like sports suck. <laughs> and music's cool as hell. Cause I was starting to go to concerts with my dad and like, I love corn and like heavy music and shit. Hell yeah. And like all my buddies would always go to shows. I'm like, I want to be a musician. Hell yeah. So then started taking lessons, um, from this girl named Heather in Elgin, actually. Booten? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's amazing. I'm, I'm, I've never, I've met her like a couple of times. She, know, yeah, she's hung out with, you know, she's hung out at a side street and like, mm-hmm. she know she used to teach probably a bunch of people around here. And uh, yeah, she's so good. Really good teacher. And I learned a lot from her. And then when I was like, like, I felt like I was at my peak of like, not really learning, but just like, I'm done with this because I was, I played in a band in Chicago, played with a band in in Aurora, and then um, played with some guys around here. I'm like, I need, like, I need, I don't know, I, I feel like I can do more for drums. So then I actually found a, a place online. It's called Min, uh, the Music Institute in Hollywood, California. So I went out there for, like, a semester oh, to sure. learn from, like, all these pros that actually <clears throat> either taught or were taught at um, – berkeley in new york so like most of the guys like left berkeley went out to la probably tried to like make it in hollywood and like well i'm not in a big famous band but i could teach at this music institute and like all those guys are like so good so like i got to learn from like a lot of really good guys for like three months straight pretty much sold my car because it's like seven grand a semester holy shit! so like sold my car saved a ton of money couch surf for three months in Hollywood and just like learn drums like all day, every day. And like, that was pretty cool. That was like, okay, I can play to a click like easy. I can record. I can do anything I want now. And like, I can still apply a lot of that stuff today, even though I'm not practicing as much because I'm a family man. I got so much shit going on. I got sure. like half an hour every, <laughs> every other day to play drums. If even that. So like, luckily I was like, they taught me like, you know, practice smart practice, you know, as much time as you have, whether it's 20 minutes, half an hour, like get done when you need to get done and fuck everything else. So you're not wasting your time. So like I learned so much on how to just practice from that and just like playing in front of all these new people. And like, you got to learn this song every week. Like every song you learn a different week, perform it on stage in front of the school. And like all these really cool things that like you have to be pressured into that you, you wouldn't have to do here if you're just taking lessons from a local teacher. Right. So like it just throws you in the mix and like, you better be good, boy. You better not unless fuck up on stage. Unless you're doing like that, like rock, rock band school. Yeah. They do that. They put you in front of people. Yeah, that's. But that's for younger people. And that's so cool that they finally have that. And actually, I did. I signed up to be a drum instructor there, the one in Schaumburg, mm-hmm. for like two weeks. But then, like, it just didn't work out. Like my full time job and all that stuff. I'm like, but it, I actually was going to be a teacher there. But it's it's a great concept for kids. Like they need that stuff. Like. I always said, like, I wish I had this when I was younger because it was pretty much what I did in Hollywood, but here at home. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, drums. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 34. Okay. They had it, like, like, I was, like, right at the cusp of when they had it, so that's what I was wondering. Okay. I'm 29. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, they had it, like, right at the cusp, and I was, like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, it seemed like, like, it seemed like a cool idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, like, I was, like, unsure, like, you know, playing, like, these dad rock songs or yeah, whatever, that's, you know? I was, <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, pr- like, I must have been, like, 17 when, like, I heard about it, you know? So yeah. I was already, like, 
at that cusp of like uh, I don't know. And they had the Jack Black movie too, so like I think it was kind of the same thing, the School of Rock type thing. So yeah. it's like, yeah, but you're right. It's it's music that kids probably wouldn't want to play nowadays because it's like ACDC and shit. Yeah, which isn't obviously bad. It's great music to start off with because the drums especially are just boo ka boo ka, right. and it's just like so easy. But um. Yeah, and that's how it was in the Hollywood in, out in L.A. too. It's the same thing. It's like you can only have certain songs. Some of them were cool you could actually play, but most of them were just like, yeah, that's kind of lame. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you got to have, like, the right music to inspire the kids to actually want to play the song. Right. But, I mean, as long if the song sucks, at least, like, if you're into it, you can have fun on stage, yeah. you know, p- performing at least. Yeah, who knows now? You know what they have now? I have no idea. But, yeah. you know, that was, like, at the time, you know, I, like, I had a friend that, like, did it, and, you know, it was all, like, it was, like, Journey and shit like that, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, the music, it's not bad, but it's It's, like, not, it's like, good music to learn, like, to play true. guitar, you know, to understand how, like, a song, just, like, a basic song yeah. works, you know, so then you can flesh ideas out from that, you know? It is true. It's how true music was made back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Real music. <laughs> Yeah, when you couldn't just copy and paste. Right. <laughs> you actually had to perform the entire song without fucking up. Yeah. And if one guy did, you get his ass beat. Yeah. God damn it, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Done for. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, now you could just screw up and you just, oh, I'll just uh, edit that in Photoshop or in Pro Tools or Logic right. and slide Which I it definitely over. did. Oh, dude, I do. it's so easy now. It's <laughs> so like, easy. If I, I had thought of this, I'm like, if I had to and like really rushed, like I could probably get a song done in a day. Like full twenty four hours, like written, recorded, mixed, mastered. Probably get it done so quick, just because like everything's so copy and paste. Yeah, <laughs> it's so streamlined, digital. It's so easy. Do you do you uh, dream? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Okay, I'm just curious because like I never dream, and I don't know if that's because of the uh, the marijuana, but I'm just curious because you, you know you did all the meditation stuff, which I don't really. And I was gonna say it when I was doing it, I would dream all the fucking time. Yeah. But now, like, I I never really meditate anymore. Like, I try to, like, before I go to sleep, just trying to do, like, you know, calm, like, relax my body. Center yourself and ground yourself yeah. a little bit. Like, one of the exercises was to, like, the way to really loosen your body and, like, relax is just to, like, really get, like, your feet started at your toes and you work your way up to your head. And, like, by that time, you're trying to just make your whole body tingly and just, like, totally, like, numb. And then you can totally just focus on meditating like crazy. But I haven't been able to do that in forever because <laughs> I haven't had time to practice it because, like, all this stuff is just practice. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, lack of that really is kind of affecting my sleep a little bit too. Like I said, no dreams. So I'm, like, I'm probably not getting into that deep, like, REM sleep. So, like, that's yeah. why I need a strong indica to <laughs> knock <laughs> right. me out. <laughs> yeah, I probably, get, I probably have really shitty sleep quality too. Yeah. There's, yeah, it could be a few factors. Who knows, really? I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm eating, like, too late, too. So, like, I'm sure my body's like, bitch, you can't fucking sleep. I'm digesting right now. So, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Yeah, I eat late, too, all the time. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, there's there's probably a few factors, but whatever. That's what coffee is for the morning, just to, like, wake me back up. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do it again. <laughs> what a horrible cycle. Not getting any sleep and then just chugging coffee all day. Oh, man. Right. But... Yeah. How have you been uh, surviving the COVID life? Pretty good, actually. Didn't have it. Knew a bunch of people that got it. Were actually around a few people who had it. Didn't get it. Me and my wife try to stay healthy, just eating good food and taking vitamins and, 
you know, natural supplements, not like synthetic pills and shit like that, which most vitamins are, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. synthetic form of it to try to get like a raw form of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, before COVID, we weren't really doing much anyways because we like my wife was pregnant. We had our baby in December of last year. So like all that time it was actually pretty good because i could be with the baby all the time and like we would just stay home and just like you know just hang out as a family and not like go out and do a bunch of shit all the time which we still did summertime we'd go to my parents house and pool party and stuff but um yeah it wasn't wasn't too bad nice. that's what's <laughs> up yeah i mean it, it, it i miss concerts right yeah music but, and stuff for sure but uh, yeah that doesn't sound that sounds like honestly pretty ideal yeah. It's like, yeah, let's just turn the world off for a minute. I got some, yeah. got to be with my family. And actually, <laughs> my me and my dad, we went on a, we had, um, he's, he owns his business, so I work with him doing marketing and stuff. And they got a franchise out in Colorado. So we flew out there in June of last year when COVID was still happening and stuff. And like out in Colorado, it was like nothing, like compared to here. Like we were walking around with... Some of the places like you got to wear a mask coming inside, but then once you sit down and take it off, like all right, so we would do that, and as we're walking in, people would be like, "Sheep, look at the sheep." I'm like, "I'm not a sheep. Like, <laughs> I don't want to wear this mask, but I thought I had to because I'm coming from Chicago, where it's like everywhere you go, you got to wear a mask, or right. you're gonna get kicked out or get arrested. I don't know if you would, but it's like all right. And then you go somewhere else, or like Florida, it's like they don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm like, it's like Florida's like ignoring it. Yeah, Colorado is like. They don't give a fuck. And, like, Denver, everyone was cool there. In Denver, you had to wear a mask as you got into the place and then go walk to sit down, but then you could take it off as you're just sitting at your table eating. So, like, well, that's kind of stupid. Like, COVID doesn't just chill in the hallway. <laughs> so, like, then we go to Estes Park, and it's, like, they thrive on tourist money, so they didn't give a shit if you wore a mask or not. They just, come in, come and eat. You know, we'll we'll yeah. take your money. Like, don't, don't, like, not come out. So, like, it was totally fine other than Illinois, which, whatever. Yeah, California is pretty fucked. Yeah. My brother actually lives out in L.A., and he he stayed out here for three months just to get away from the lockdown out there. I'm like, it's pretty bad if you're leaving Chicago or if you're leaving L.A. to come to Chicago. Yeah. But Chicago is still pretty bad, too. Yeah, it's a, it's such a, it's, it's, it just sucks. Everything about all of it just fucking sucks. Yeah. You know, it's like. It's weird that depends on where you're at, you know, Tennessee they're still doing shows. People are playing small concerts and events. So it's like, why the hell is Tennessee open? But Chicago, you know, you try to do something, you get like shamed for it. Yeah. Like I heard there were shows happening at Briar house and people were like, Oh, what the fuck? You can't do that. It's like, if the governor or whoever's allowing this to happen, let it happen. Like it seems yeah. like these people are actually trying to kill their own music scene. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you, what, uh, what, what are you going to do? do? You know? Yeah. What you, can you do? You're just going to move away to somewhere just, where it's more open or you just wait it out or. Yeah. I mean, I it know. doesn't affect me like a whole lot. You know, like it's honestly, it's been okay for me. Like I work from home okay. now. Nice. So now I just like don't have to go in the office. Yeah. <laughs> there you, know, you like, go. Wake up five minutes before work. And right. <laughs> That's the one thing it showed. Every, a lot of people can work remotely. So it's like, damn, I don't need an office, all this office space and like half these people don't have to commute and yeah. like save you so much time driving to your job, you know, half Through shitty weather, right. Half an hour there, half an hour back, you know, hour, two hour commutes just to work. Right. You could just sit at home and do the same work. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. It is very nice. I do like it a lot. 
Yeah. A lot, a lot. Unfortunately, I can't do that, which I could, but our office or our warehouse is like five minutes from my house. So, like, it's just, it's nice to get up and get out. <laughs> like, yeah. yep, I got to go to work and, like, leave the house, even though it's five minutes away. But, I mean, sh- some days I'm like, yeah, it'd be cool to stay home. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I feel like I have to, like, be up and, like, go somewhere or, like, go do something. I, I get bored too easily. So. Yeah, there it, there's there it has some advantages to working in the office, but um, for the most part, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty sweet being at home. <clears throat> don't have to listen to anyone else talk. <laughs> right. All the other people you don't want to work with, bah. but no, I, can, I, can I work with it. great people. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah, that's it's, what's up. There's only like four people too, so it's not like you know massive amounts of people were like. Half the people are cool, and half of them are just talking shit about everybody. Right. It's only like four people, so. I work with cool. like, I think there's like 19 other people I work oh, with. Oh shit! Yeah, nice. Pretty, pretty. It's like not too big of an office, but it's not small either. Mm-hmm. Like pretty decent size. Hell yeah! What do you do? I work in insurance claims. Oh okay. So I'm like, the middle person between all the people involved in like a that would be involved in like an automobile accident. Oh, okay. The vehicle owner, <clears throat> the shop that's repairing it, yeah. The insurance company that their the policy is, mm-hmm. and then our company is the appraisal company that oh, okay. like sends out the appraisers to assess the damage or see yeah. if the people are lying about what they, you know. Yeah, I've had that happen before. This yeah. guy accused me of, "Oh, this accident, it you don't get this much money." It's like, "Dude, this shifted my whole engine." Like, "Yeah, you owe me a couple of grand. <laughs> like, I should be able to fix my whole car and not try to. Oh, this happened before the accident. Like, oh, just yeah. weird stuff. But yeah. I'm sure they just assume a lot of people are trying to scam them out of insurance money, which probably happens a lot, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> not to go into too much t- right, detail yeah. about it. Talking about insurance now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some insurance will. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a good segue to uh, another drug story. There we go. So I was at Riot Fest, going to see Nine Inch Nails, right? Nice. And we, I'm at the concert. I'm by myself, actually. And there's this guy. I th- You know, we talk a little bit, you know. And he, like, takes a selfie. Not with me, but I end up being, like, in the photo because I was, like, in the background, right? <clears throat> And that was just, like, a split moment that, <clears throat> that happened. And, you know, like, all the night went on, and, like, that was it, right? Yeah. Fast forward, like, a few months later, like, six months or so later, I'm at a Flaming Lips concert with uh, my girlfriend. Uh, we weren't dating at the time, but we were tripping. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> tripping is dating. Uh, but we weren't – I was not tripping at the Nine Inch Nails concert. Okay. I was, I was um, like, just had a couple drinks and smoked a little bit. Yeah. But the Flaming Lips concert, we were tripping – and I remember seeing this guy, and I was, like, talking to him. We were talking about the Flaming Lips, and I'm like, this guy looks so goddamn familiar. <laughs> you know, I'm like, where do I know you from? Like, I feel like I know you. <clears throat> and he's like, where are you at? Riot Fest? And I'm like, yeah, I was at Riot Fest. And he's like, wait a second. <laughs> You're that guy on my phone. <laughs> so he goes through his phone and, like, goes to Riot Fest and pulls up that picture of me. Oh, my God. And, like, I'm tripping balls, you know, right before, <laughs> like, this concert's about to happen. I'm just Unreal. like, get the fuck out of here. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That is crazy. And then we took a picture together later. <laughs> You're like <laughs> concert buddies. Yeah. At like, every show without even knowing it. Like, oh, what are the odds? Yeah. And the thing is, the we weren't even in Chicago. Oh, so sure. Riot Fest happened in Chicago. Yeah. 
we were at the rave in Wisconsin. Oh shit, yeah. You know, so it's like <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> that's such a yeah. That's crazy. Like, what are the odds that I'd be like at the same? And they're like not even like the same, remotely the same kind of music. No, not at all. You know, <laughs> not that like people can't have different tastes, but like yeah, I know it's like yeah. What are the odds? You're at a metal show and then you see him at another metal show. Like yeah, that's, be like that's that could be typical. Yeah, but yeah, not flaming lips and nine inch nails. Right. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> It's so funny. It was really, really ridiculous. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other stories. I don't I don't know. I don't think I have any. <laughs> Not that I can think of. That's Maybe right. that's because of the drugs. No, could be. <laughs> could be. No, drugs actually helped me <clears throat> expand my mind and like get myself out of like this frame of mind that school and public education put me through and society and shit. It's like, yeah, those uh, those drugs broke me free of that matrix I was told was happening when really those things happening behind the scenes that I only saw until the curtains were unveiled. Yes, unveiled. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're saying. There's definitely been, um, I don't know, it just, it definitely opens your, not even just like the drugs and I don't know. It's just weird. It just opens your mind to a lot more concepts. Yeah. At least makes you question things. They, that's the thing. They don't want you to question anything because they don't want you to see what they're doing. But if you take some mind altering thing and you're like, Hey, what was this? Why did I see this? Or what the hell is this? Why is somebody telling me this, but doing something else? Like it makes right. you actually like question shit and investigate, which everybody has to do or you're just blind in a sheep. Right. So, time to wake up, everybody. Yeah. Do you understand all this GameStop stuff? A little bit. I watched a video about it. I don't know too much about stocks and hedge funds and all that stuff. I know, like, maybe the minute basics of it. But I heard they're doing it again to silver. Silver coins, which is cool because I got some silver. Actually, hey. Steve sent me. He's like, hey, man, the price of silver has gone up. It's like 45 bucks, <laughs> like a, a coin, like an ounce coin. Steve. So, I'm like, I've got a bunch of those. Hell, yeah. Like, and all these Reddit guys are just, they're going after it, which they should. They're doing what the hedge fund people have been doing for freaking years. Right. So it's like, yeah, the people need to, like, start taking over and getting what's theirs. So it's, it's crazy, well, the, well the will of the Internet. Yeah, they that's why they hate the Internet. They want to censor the shit out of it because they know people actually have power. And once we all communicate and get together, they're fucked. Right. So, and that's... That's the way it is. Like, we pay the taxes, we pay the bills around here, and you should be listening to us, not the other way around. So, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get at them <laughs> any legal way, legal way possible. So, it's really all you can do. That's, you yeah. know, you just have to. I mean, yeah, you do anything like out of the law, then you're fucked. You go to jail. It's like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, you don't just get to see your family. You look. They discredit you. Like, this guy's a lunatic. Look at him. He's in jail now. Look how yeah. crazy he is. Like, <laughs> you got to go the, the law way for sure. Yeah. But that means you got to know the law. <laughs> I know. That's not me. I know. Either you got to have the money to pay someone who does know the law to do all this stuff, or you got to do it yourself, which takes years to do. It's like, oh, yeah, all that shit, like, makes no fucking sense. Right. I mean, you it's... You read some of these law things. Like, oh, dude, yeah. It's... I mean, it's a language within a language that controls our whole society and only people who go to high expensive 
you know, Ivy League colleges know this language to talk within itself. Right. To keep you in or out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> and to restrict you of things that some of it's your natural born right to do. Do you uh do you like murder mysteries? Or yeah. Crime, true crime things? I definitely watch them when I can. So there's another one coming out uh, on Netflix, if you have Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, about, I can't remember her last name. I think her first name is Elsa. Is it the girl in the elevator? Yeah. Yeah, my wife told me about it. I saw that YouTube video. Isn't that shit absolutely Weird, fucking crazy? Right? Like, how the hell did she get in that fucking water tank? I don't... <laughs> like, what the fuck? There's gotta be... I don't know. I forgot the whole... I forgot even that part. That part. I just remember... I remember seeing this years ago. I just remember her disappearing, like stepping in an elevator, stepping out, and then disappearing. And I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty fucked up." And I totally forgot. They found they her found like her. a like a few days later. Was it on the roof? On the roof, yeah. in like the water, uh, for like the hotel, which is disgusting. And like, yeah, people were drinking the water. They yeah. said it would like run dark and then go clear. Uh, and like the water awful. pressure was like low. Yeah, her body was blocking, yeah, the flow of the water. <sighs> that's insane. Yeah, I mean, there's cameras everywhere. How is there no footage? Unless it's the security guy who can take the camera footage away. Right. Like, that's the, unless there's, it's either that or ghosts. Yeah, and like, well, I hope uh, this new documentary <laughs> sheds some light on it. Cause that, so the crazy thing about it is that it used to be called the Cecil Hotel. I, don't, I can't remember what it was called now. Okay. Um, but that's the same hotel that Richard Ramirez, the they just did the night the Night Stalker okay. documentary yeah. thing, and that's the same hotel that he stayed at during all that time he was killing people. Oh man, so it's his ghost that did all this. Could be. <laughs> I don't know. It's you pretty fucking know. wild. Yeah, that is that is very strange, but it's usually. Like if there's footage missing or something like that, it's usually somebody that has like their hands on that stuff. Yeah. Like or I don't know, somehow know somebody who has their hands on the security camera footage. I don't know. It's just who knows though, right? Like who knows? And why who, was she acting so fucking crazy? Right. It's I'm not in the hotel. She was like stepping in and out yeah. of it and like making like weird like hand motions. What the f- <laughs> You know like, what Where what, what hotel was that in? That was in California. Was it? Okay. I can't remember what Sacramento. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know where. What if she was just like possessed and just like walked herself up to this and just plopped herself in this water tank? Like the, the they were saying it was like like a twenty pound or something like door, and they would have she would have had to like somehow close it from the inside. Oh really? And she was naked. Yeah, that's so weird. And her clothes wasn't were inside. Uh, or maybe they weren't there with her. That's so weird. And like, I saw I read something I think about her Twitter posting after she was missing. Oh. And they don't know if it was like timed posts, like set up, you know, or if it was like someone yeah. had her phone. Right. Timed post. <clears throat> I'm trying to think on your phone. I don't know. Can you set up like scheduled posts? I know if you have like programs on your computer that you can do that, but can you time a post on your phone? I I don't I, know. I don't use Twitter, so I really don't know. I, um, yeah, I don't know if it weird. was Twitter. Or what, yeah, I don't know, but I don't so know if you good. can do time posts. Like, I don't know. That's just like a speculation. Yeah. But it's like it's super so fucking weird. That is so creepy. This is probably like the worst building to talk about ghosts because I've always felt there's like ghosts in this building. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, it's super old. It makes me wonder when it was built. I actually, <clears throat> years ago, like probably 
10 years ago. I used to have a a room here, but it was not in the building. It was in the cellar underneath the building. If you go like the door we came in, mm-hmm. if you go around the side of the building right here, there's a door like right there. You go down and it's like a cellar where it's dirt and stuff. Does I would pr- I'd practice in there. Does that does that <laughs> does that have an upstairs that connects to another room? Yeah. Okay, I've yeah. been in there. That's where I, I was I needed a place to play drums, had nowhere to play. And I was like, oh, there's a jam space in Algonquin. Holy shit. So I came here to talk to that Stanley guy. He's like, well, we don't have a room for what you're looking for and at your price, which is like 100 bucks or 150 bucks a month or whatever. He's like, but we got this cellar room downstairs. I'm like, I'll take it, whatever. So I just put like a carpet down, put my drums on there, brought a little couch down there and had like a heater and stuff because it was wintertime. So for like two months, I just... (laughs) hung out in the cellar down there and then in springtime when it warmed up all the snow came flooding in oh, and no. like all this water came in and like i got out of there at that time i was like yeah obviously it can't be down here it's probably mold and shit yeah but like yeah i was i was here about 10 years ago <laughs> did it damage your equipment at all no everything was on stands like it wasn't like massively flooded it was you know a little bit so like it was just like my bass drum maybe got a little water but it wasn't like damage yeah, the, so. the first room that we had was uh, the other door, you know? Yeah. The first door, the first room on the right, I think room seven. Okay. And um, it started raining and the or the snow melted and it all came off of the roof of the building. Okay. And it started seeping underneath the floor. Oh, man. So. That sucks. So all the floor was like, it wasn't like any standing water, but it was like soaping wet. <laughs> yeah, you know? she stepped down. So then we moved to a smaller room, room five, mm-hmm. and uh, we never had any issues with that room. It was just really small. Like, all of this stuff oh, dude, yeah. was in that room. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just stacked to the ceiling. Yeah, it was pretty fucking ridiculous. That's crazy. And then uh, when Lumiel uh, vacated the premise, mm-hmm. we came, we came, I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe we should think about going up there. Yeah. It'd be a little up. bit more money, but it'd be a lot better. Yeah. Look at all this room. All this room. We got just, a TV now. <sighs> You can sleep here if you want to. Just crash. (laughs) Which I have done it many times. Hell yeah. (laughs) Just party, hang out here. It's the best place to do it. Got all these musicians around. Everyone's jamming. Yeah, we we had like a lot of movie nights here over COVID with the people. Hell yeah. Like Dave and Aletta. Yeah. Um, So we did a lot of movie nights in here, up here. I just downloaded a fuck ton of movies and we would just like watch them. And then. Aletta and Dave actually live across the street. Oh, really? And they have like nice. like their their the neighboring building is like a car show place or something. I don't know. You'll see it on the corner there. Oh yeah, on thirty one. Okay, it's uh, it used to be an Ace Hardware. My grandma used to work there. Actually. Oh really? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got like that sloped. Um, yeah, like exactly. parking lot. Yeah, it used to be an Ace Hardware like twenty years ago. So it's got like a brick wall, <laughs> like a big brick wall in their backyard. Mm-hmm. So Dave just like put up a big white sheet. Oh, they that's have a cool. projector. Yeah. I thought we project like horror movies and we're watching that like in the fall. That's awesome. It was fucking great. Hell yeah. It was a really good time. Right. Just having small get togethers and just chilling. Hell yeah. Chilling with the COVID. Definitely. <laughs> Damn you, COVID. Yeah, it sucks, but yeah. it'll be good. <clears throat> it'll be really good. I'm yeah. Ready, ready for it uh, to be over. Definitely. One day. Once people start having shows, it's going to be chaos. Hopefully everybody kind of realize we all took music for granted took shows for granted it's like man i just want to 
have that like energy again when you go to a show especially a metal show and everyone's just moshing and going crazy right and you love the music you're like yeah yeah just like all <laughs> just freaking out especially a little white girl wasted too ah, just going nuts dude <laughs> yeah i'm gonna fucking lose it at the first show whatever it is <clears throat> right we my first or <clears throat> we had a show booked for rage against the machine uh at yeah, I think in Wisconsin, and then mm-hmm. obviously everything happened and got canceled. And like, yeah. is it even gonna happen anymore? Like, that right? Fucking, we got our tickets like six months before the even sh- like the show was even like gonna happen. Yeah. So like, damn, like, <laughs> right? Waited six months of that time, and I'm waiting like a year and a half. Yeah. Who knows what's gonna happen? What was uh, the last show that you went to? Oh man, I can't even remember. Um, was it in 2019 <clears throat> or 2020? <laughs> I'm trying to think because 2020, my wife was pregnant, so probably no shows then. And obviously because of COVID. Um, 2019, I don't think I went to too many shows then either. Maybe some local shows. And even those, I don't remember. <laughs> like, it's been that long. Like, man, I can't remember, like, the last, like, you know, national touring artist show i've been to that's unfortunate the last one i went to was in february or no i think it would have been i don't know it's like somewhere around this time last year Mm -hmm. early 2020 before all the coronavirus hit and that was high lung or he lung okay never heard of them it's like they're like a super tribal band oh cool and like there's like a chick lead singer and she's got like horns on her head. That's awesome. And uh, she looks pretty <laughs> cool. Maybe if you saw her, you'd be like, "Oh shit, yeah." Okay. You know, I just remembered the last show I did go to was with my brother, and it was um, the called Above and Beyond, and they're more like electronic. It's actually at the Aragon, and it's more like kind of dancey music, but it's chilled music too. So like, yeah, everybody was having a. A gay old time at that one but that was probably the last show i've been to that was i think 2019 that's what she looks like uh i don't think i've seen her but that's a pretty crazy outfit yeah they're all dressed like that and had like some crazy like sacrificial cool. antics on stage <laughs> and uh they're like super tribally and kind of like hmm. Like chanty, meditative, like trance, puts you in a trance type of shit. That's pretty cool. I like trance music. That's cool. But it's all done with like, I don't know, they have like a little bit of electronic tinge to it, kind of, but a lot of it is like, like, just like bones and things like that. <laughs> it's you just know? weird sounding shit. Right. <laughs> just weird sounding shit. Here's a toilet. Ding, ding, put ding. it on afterwards. That's so funny. Yeah, that'd be cool to check it out. That but, would be uh, cool. Was there anything else you wanted to add? We're we're a little over an hour here. Oh man, just talking so much. Um, yeah, pretty much finishing up our the EP right now with the new music with Jay and um, Mario on there. Got an awesome singer from Nashville. He's actually a country artist who's got like crazy vocal range, and he's he sang on the heavier songs. Nice. Um, this new album is actually about the seven deadly sins, since the first album was the seven chakras. This is Seven Deadly Sins, kind of like the polar opposite. Chakras being all positive, sins are all sins are all negative and crazy. Yeah, that's so, cool. Trying to yeah, I try to write the albums more like concept ideas. So I think actually the next album will be we're going to space. So it'll be like all the planets. We're doing Pluto. So fuck you all who say Pluto isn't a planet. I don't give a shit. 
I grew up on Pluto. When so. I was young, <laughs> Pluto was a planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be like the ninth song, like the extra song um, or the hidden song. Yeah. But yeah, the the new album is almost done, getting the mixes and mastering down right now. So it's like 95% there. Nice. Jay and doing it all. Jay already tracked everything, drums, his guitars, did Mario's vocals, the... Uh, Nashville singer was tracked in Nashville with my Nashville producer. And, uh, yeah, everything's all tracked and mixed. It's just pretty much getting levels with mastering and everything. Nice. So that's all done and just um, trying to get an idea for marketing because that's, like, the number one thing most local bands don't do is, like, promote and market their music. Yeah, properly. They love sharing it, which is cool as hell to their friends, but it's, like, if you really want it, to get out there and get some exposure you got to throw some money at it and do it properly so actually i was going to mention if you know any local artists are trying to dive into the whole marketing thing and don't know where to start i started following this um music marketing group on facebook and instagram they got their own website called indiepreneur like indie artist but then preneur like entrepreneur and they pretty much teach you all these marketing ideas so you can take this you know on your own instead of like trying to record stuff and then get signed and have this label do all this marketing for you which costs them money and then they're taking all your money in the long run because they're spending all the money trying to get you out there and it's pretty much teaching you how to do it yourself so it takes you know it takes a lot of work a lot of studying but it's all facebook marketing which everybody shits on but dude it's like so cheap and so easy to do once you get it down, I taught Mario how to do it in like 20 minutes, setting everything up. It's so easy. And um, yeah, you get, you know, what was it? A couple hundred bucks I dropped on the Greed album. There's already like 100,000 views on there. Oh, shit. And with Facebook, you can retarget all the people that see a view or see like your video. So you show them one thing, they like it or whatever. Then you can show them another video. And like they pretty much try to train everybody to get all of your fans off of social media and onto an email list. Cause if that platform goes down or whatever, people leave that social media, then at least you have their email, which is like their mailbox. You know, they're never going to leave that unless they just leave their email and you can stay in contact with them and like promote through your email list. So like these guys teach you a bunch of different ways on how to market your music, get it out there to the right people. So you're not wasting all your money on the wrong audience. And, uh, yeah, it's great. And that's like, I always felt that's the missing step that every indie artist has is like to market properly. And like, I'm not the best marketer, but I do it for a living for my parents' company. So I know like how to do it for their company. And it's kind of the same way across the board, but for music, it is different. Cause like everybody expects music to be free, you know, go on Spotify and you know, your songs there for free. And sure. If it gets streamed to get what, like, point zero zero seven cents or some shit yeah (laughs) but at least like if you're not signed and you do all this stuff on your own you get that point zero zero seven cents and if you know a bunch of people are streaming that song then you get all that money not the label right so it's like it's just putting all the stuff into your hands so you can get all that money back and then you can just put it back in your music and that's my goal is to just have music fund itself so i'm not paying for it out of my own pocket so I'm like <laughs> just trying to go that route yeah, and just it like it's expensive. It fuck yeah, dude. I mean <clears throat> literally doing it on your own, paying for everything on your own compared like I'm doing compared to, you know, splitting it between four people or however many people can throw down cuz I've been in bands where 
three people can throw down and one or two can't. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, why am I dropping all this money for you guys not putting any in? Right. So it's yeah. like, I might as well just do it on my own, do it the way I want to do it and try to gain all that revenue back so I can do it again. Right. And successfully. So it's like, yeah, just got to have good music and just got to promote and you should be all good. Cause yeah. we're, in, we're in that next step right now. We just, uh, we got everything tracked Jay's doing the mixing and uh, mastering. Nice. And we just got to do like little like synth stuff and uh, some transitions, and we're done. Cool. So we're hoping, hoping not too much longer. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, <coughs> how it goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you say, oh, it'll be done in a week, and it's like, oh, a month and a half. Like, oh, or something didn't record properly it's like oh you got to do it all over again yeah that's what the drums drums (laughs) didn't come out right the first time so i had to redo them all yeah so that sucked yeah that sucks but it's probably better off this time right yeah shit i don't think the sound quality is quite as good because we didn't have the same exact microphones oh yeah that'll do it yeah but uh the performance is better there you go Sometimes that's, I mean, you can really feel it when the drummer's like, hell, like you could hear it in the song, like, damn, they're fucking wailing. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's half of it right there is giving that energy in there. There's definitely some points that I'm like, I did not have in the original recording that I have here that are like, yeah, a lot better. Yeah. A lot Sweet. smoother. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Like I said, I'm excited to hear that, man. So Yeah. Um, One day. One day yeah. it'll be out. <laughs> it'll be out. 2023. Um, but no, other than that, uh Music and with the marketing, I'm putting together like an album experience where it's kind of showing like behind the scenes of like how I wrote the songs and what Jay's parts were in it and like kind of just, you know, some stuff that I don't show on social media. So trying to just get some people to follow that and put some CDs out and see if anybody wants any and trying to do all that. I'd love to play some shows whenever that comes to be so yeah. i'd like to get a little fan base first before i go out and play because i've done it a billion times where i'm gonna go play a show and no one's there because i don't have a fan base <laughs> or like yeah you play so often in the same area no one's gonna come see you when you're literally playing the week after and the week before right so it's like dude like get a space that shit out yep i've been there before yep it's hard it's really hard it definitely is but uh yeah I'm never going to stop, so I might as well just find the best and smartest way to do it because if I'm not happy, then my family's not happy, and it's like, I don't want to put that on anyone else, so like I might as well just try to do this successfully, as best I can, and smart. Right. And just not like lose a shitload of money and <laughs> like you know do it the old way where clearly it didn't work. Like I'm not one of those people that you know don't learn from their mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely the definition of insanity. If, I mean, being in a band is just really hard. For a sure. A lot of people just, I think, write off the intricacies and the complexity that gets <clears throat> really behind all of it, you oh, know? Oh, dude. Like, yeah. You got five relationships. You're married to, like, four other people. Yeah. Luckily, we only had, there's only, ours is just a three-piece. There you go. <laughs> so we, yeah. we, get, we work out pretty good. Yeah. Working on trying to find a drummer eventually. Cool. To, for To replace so that I can play guitar. Okay. But, uh you know, we're still not there yet. Right. Working on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is, you know, it's, you really have to have a relationship with these people and they have to be available and like in it to do it. And like, when you have one person that's like not in it, it just (laughs) like takes away from, from everything else. Yeah. It takes the wind out of your sails. Like everyone's all jacked. And then one guy comes and 
you know, takes some of that away. You're like, fuck, or can't be in the band anymore. And you're like, feel like you take a step back. Right. You're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a hard road. Yeah. It's a I rough mean, road. I gotta say it's much easier doing it on your own and just like trying to schedule with people and like, Hey, if you fill in, you know, I'll pay you for your time or whatever worth your time rather than like, are you committed? Are you in this band? Are you as committed as I am? Cause I started right. this band. Like, nobody's ever going to be as committed as you are if you started the band unless they are like for sure like 50 50 you know taking percentages and like it's an equal thing but like if it's one guy and you're just trying to get all these people to join your band and then it's like they're not going to be as committed as you right it's like a business yeah like you have to run your band like a business yeah exactly so like nine inch nails type of thing totally and honestly he was a huge inspiration for me like i started seeing all these solo artists just bringing in session musician players to play their parts on tour because they're them and a producer are just writing everything right and then you just find fill-in musicians after the fact so i'm like i would rather do that just write the best music i can with a really awesome producer and then find in the the session players afterwards and if there ever is a show then we all go play if not they can still do their own band and their own shit because they're right. not 100 percent, you know a member Right, they're not tied up <clears throat> with it. Yeah, they're not tied. Like, Jay, I see Jay as a member for sure because he's done so much, like, guitar and just tracking and just, like, always being available and awesome. But, like, yeah, I'm never going to be like, Jay, what the fuck? Like, you're in Brain Town and you're not doing this with me and you're not learning how to market with me. Like, I don't want to put that pressure on him or anybody. Right. Like, I would rather do that stuff and I'd rather use people for their advantages and, like, what they're really good for and not like try to put them in a position where they're like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I'll do it. And then I'll, whatever, I'll just do it. Not a big deal. So I know exactly what you mean. It's definitely a different <laughs> approach than how I used to do things. Just, you know, in a band with a bunch of people trying it's, to figure it out. It's strange. Cause I have like the exact opposite. Like I did it by myself for like so long mm-hmm. and I just tried to have like, so much control over everything right and it was like hard for me to like do stuff with people sometimes because i was like no i can't be like that it's got to be like this way you (laughs) know but uh being in the waterfall king and especially playing the drums it's allowed me to like take a step back you know like we're giving jay the mixing and the recording aspect of it and like you were passing other parts of it on Uh, other people are doing like you know the guitar and the bass and the vocals like i'm not i'm I'm literally just doing the drums and like the sound effects yeah that's awesome so it's like it allows me to really focus on that make that like as best i can and not really worry about the rest of it because like i have the trust to like put onto them for sure yeah that's the thing is you trust them to do that job right which is yeah i mean that's what i'm learning to do I, i think i'm pretty good at it to where i just give it to the person i know is right for it and just like all right you do it like i'm here's my ideas. If you can do something like this, but your version, then do it. And usually when I do that, it works out perfectly. Cause then they're like, Oh, I kind of have freedom to do what I, I want instead of you like standing over my shoulder, telling me to do it. Right. So I'm like, (laughs) I want it like this, but you know, put your own flavor. And then, you know, Jay gives back a crazy guitar solo. It's like, yeah, I never would have thought that. Like, (laughs) of course I'm going to let Jay or somebody like him who's as skilled at whatever they're doing, like just do it. Cause like, that's what they do. Yeah, he fucking kills it. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the time. So it's like, just let him, let Jay be Jay. Let Jay be Jay. Let Jay be Jay. (laughs) That's my saying for everybody. (laughs) Even though they're not Jay, just let Jay be Jay. (laughs) 
I'm about it. <laughs> it's true. It's so easy. It's less stressful. It so. is a lot less stressful. Because, yeah, I'd be, like, super <clears throat> stressed trying to make this music. Right. And it's just like a... Yeah, I mean, I did that with the first album, just trying to do everything, like, trying to learn guitar or piano. Or, like, it was good because I know, like, how to speak the language a little bit because I know, like, the intro of everything, but not, you know, I'm not a master at it. Right. So, like, at least I can speak the language. But, yeah, once I let go of, like, all right, I don't know how to play guitar. I'm awful at programming guitar. <laughs> and That's hard. And keyboard and, like, all that shit. So, I'm like, I learned a little bit how to program better with synths and, like, all these cool sounds. But, yeah, like things i know i'm not good at i'm like i'm just hands off done Can't yeah do it. i hear you but yeah yeah it's fun stuff man yeah i think uh i think that's a good spot to to close out unless you For had sure. anything else that's it just All right. promote the new music go to braintenna facebook instagram youtube i think i'm on twitter but i don't really use it and a website braintenna.com and also spotify pretty much everywhere so Check it out. All the places. All the places. All right, Tapeworm, we out. Peace.